Hey there. So if you're listening to this, there's a really, really good chance that this was probably made to be a YouTube video first, and it's probably on the Wannabe Critics YouTube channel. So if you want to, you can check it out there as well. And I just wanted you to just keep in mind that this was, you know, made to be a video first, but felt that it could probably be used as a podcast as well. So you'll probably be hearing this message again in the future. But uh, yeah, go ahead and check out that uh, that YouTube channel and enjoy the pod. See you later. <sighs> Did you think that you could get away with just one of these videos? Welcome, my fellow wannabes, to my channel. I am Gabriel Fast. I am the wannabe critic. If this is your first time here, um, I encourage you to consider subscribing. I talk about a wide variety of things on this channel, and today we're talking about comics. So please, consider subscribing, slap like, comment, give me a, a recommendation. Burped. A recommendation of something you want me to talk about, and we'll just get right to it. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, I gotta change my camera. Looks a little better, maybe. So today we are talking about The City of Owls, the direct sequel to Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's um, breakout hit, The Court of Owls. And man, this is this is even better the second time I read it. Um, I read this, you know, around the time it was released a few years ago, back in like, I guess it's been... It's been a long time. I mean, back in like 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. And I gotta say, um, it was a little awkward reviewing The Court of Owls for me the first time, just since I didn't have a lot of, I don't know, I felt like my thoughts were kind of jumbled all over the place. So hopefully I, I'm gonna try and start taking more notes. That way I have a concrete, like, solid plan going into recording a video. That way it's easier for you to listen to. It's easier for me to do. And we can kind of keep our, uh, our wavelength the same. The City of Owls is the, like I said before, the direct sequel to The Court of Owls. In The Court of Owls, we learned that there has been an, uh, an Illuminati of sorts in Gotham City that have kind of been pulling the strings ever since Gotham's inception, since it became a city. Just kind of like a local legend of sorts. Well, Bruce Wayne slash Batman does some investigating, and lo and behold, he finds out Oh, they're real. So in the first volume, we learn that Bruce Wayne has basically started this initiative to try and make Gotham a better place, and he's trying to round up and drum up business to, to be able to do that. And part of that is actually to make Gotham a better place, but part of that is also just to kind of have multiple bat caves around the city. That way he can kind of keep an eye on Gotham City because he takes ownership of it because that's what something that Batman would do. Totally. So basically the Court of Owls ends up, they don't really like that idea because in a sense that weakens their control. They've been there since the beginning, looming in the shadows, in your walls, so to speak, as what the nursery rhyme says. So basically changing the city around would probably weaken their sh their hold over the city. So that's a kind of a general overall idea of kind of what this book gets into. And I have to say that this plot goes pretty deep, honestly. I mean, the words just fly off the page. Scott Snyder is a wordsmith and he knows how to tell a good story. And along with the art that Greg Capullo takes care of, 
I mean, it's it's a it's a one-two punch that keeps you sucked in from beginning to end. This this story really goes places that you wouldn't really expect, and I was really shocked to kind of some things that I had kind of forgotten. And some of it was kind of like, oh, wow, that's cool. While others parts of it was kind of like, okay, that's kind of stupid and recycled and old and tired. But I do have to say there is a point in the story whenever Batman like calls upon all of the allies of the bat to help him kind of take care of all of these talons that are around the city. And the talons are like, they're looking for all of these people that could be a threat to them that want to help Bruce Wayne's initiative. So Batman basically needs all the help he can get in trying to save all of these people who are virtually innocent and just want to make Gotham a better place. There's a super strong cast um, of characters in this in this story, and it's really viable, I mean, in my opinion. One of my favorite parts of this book is whenever Batman does call for help, though, and, like, it shows, like, a frame, or it shows a page where, basically, you have, like, the Birds of Prey are in frame, Nightwing's in frame, Robin, Batgirl, like everyone who's associated with Batman, even the Red Hood is part of it. And that was just kind of a cool thing to see um, happen. The Batman calling for help and kind of reaching out to the family to to help him with what's going on. I don't know, for just like a comic book fan, that's that's a really cool thing to see. This was a huge event, you know, that had happened, and it kind of spread across all of DC Comics, really. It was called the Night of the Owls, so, like, Nightwing had a, a, a string of comics that was part of this event. Batgirl had a string of comics that was part of this event. There was a handful of other ones that were definitely a part of it, so they actually got the best parts of those stories and put those together in a completely separate book that I also have, but I've never gotten through all the way just because... You know, it's not Batman, so whatever. The symmetry between the owls and the bats, I gave you kind of a factual lesson in the first review for volume one. The symbolism between the owls and the bats still continues pretty strong in this comic. And it's really, really engaging and cool. And I love just seeing super strong symmetry like that. It doesn't ever wear out its welcome, which the other parts of this comic totally did. Um, I felt like at times there were recycled bits from some of the best stories and things that just didn't kind of make sense or didn't really add up in my opinion. There's some definitely some throwbacks to the Hush comic. And I mean, I'm not I don't want to go too deep into spoilers. This comic's been out for a really long time. You know what? No, we're just going to spoil it. Basically, one of the guys in the first volume like kind of the main benefactor towards Wayne's initiative, you end up finding out that he's basically a bad guy. He's been a bad guy from this entire, from the, from the very beginning, he's been a bad guy and he was working with the court of owls and supposedly he's, he thinks that he's Bruce Wayne's brother and that kind of has its own plot line and you have to kind of follow that. And it just felt kind of cheap to totally rip off of Hush because, and if you're familiar with Hush, you should know exactly what I'm talking about, but it was just kind of like an eye roll moment. It, it was the only time I really had an eye roll moment. Well, that and another thing that I'll get to in a minute. But it, the fact that it was there kind of took points away, in my opinion. But, I mean, still, comic book writers have been recycling their favorite stories for a really long time. So, And I know for a fact that Scott Snyder really, really does like Hush. So maybe he decided to kind of take a piece of that and add it into this story. Who knows? And even though that that part is unpredictable, it still is, it still is an eye roll for me. I'm just kind of like, man, why'd you have to do that? But it's okay. So one more negative thing that I think I would like to mention is, you know, at the, the very first volume, we see Batman slash Bruce Wayne is just super traumatized by what the Court of Owls has done to him and, like, the way he's been treated. And then I understand, you know, it's detective comics, like, it's, it's an action comic, I understand. But the, within the same day, the same night after he has recovered, 
basically in volume one, he's scared of the court. Like he doesn't want to be around the court of owls and he doesn't, I mean, you can tell he's kind of a, uh, he's a, he's a bit battered, you know, and he's, he's a little jarred. And I liked seeing that. I liked seeing Batman vulnerable. Well, within the same night, he hops right back on the horse. And it just kind of made me think it's like you could have taken just a little bit more time to kind of develop that a little more because this book isn't as long as the Court of Owls, I don't think. It doesn't feel like it's as long. And there's multiple stories inserted at the very end to kind of tie up some loose ends and kind of give you some context. But still, like you could have elaborated more on kind of like the Dark Knight Returns type aspect where he's literally having to take time off of being Batman. That was a really cool story to tell in that comic, and I wish they would have taken notes from some of the greats and inserted in here, because it's just like, wow, yeah, I'm traumatized, because it's like, hells are scary. Dude, you're fine. Okay. And then, boom, he's back in it. So, like, literally one right after the other. So that was kind of like a a gripe that I had. It was like, man, you could have taken more time, given us even an entire issue of recovery, before you, you know, and I understand like the talons are basically en route to him at that moment as he's escaped in the first volume, but still it's just kind of a nitpick that I had. And it doesn't take away from the greatness of this comic and the story. It's really, really good. But the, I mean, you have to kind of acknowledge that whenever you're going to be a wannabe critic. I liked volume ones and this, this does kind of wrap up the whole Court of Owls arc, I think. Um, I know they come up again later, like this is just kind of like a story to solidify their place in the DC universe as villains. This is a really good story to solidify them and solidify the Talon into the uh, DC universe and kind of makes it a, a super admirable um, thing to bring back up. And I know other stuff has done, I know Gotham's done stuff with the Court of Owls, haven't watched it, don't know anything about it. But I think this is the best portrayal in this story of what I've seen of the Court of Owls. And I did like Volume 1 better because it was a little more, it was a little bit more mystery and suspense. Whereas this was super duper action-y. And I mean, I think it was a good climax for the story. So with a super solid story, a super good establishment for a villain arc. And, you know, a couple of gripes here and there. I'm going to say this is a super solid comic that definitely deserves your attention. I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. So what did you think? Did you ever read this comic? Have you read it? Are you going to read it? Definitely let me know in the comments below. I hope you liked this format a little bit better. Hopefully my thoughts are more concise. I won't know until I go to edit. So we'll see. If you did a bad job, you suck. But anyways, thank you so much for watching. I appreciate the feedback I've been getting. I've been getting a lot of different requests. Um, to do things. I've been getting a lot of different feedback and it's all appreciated. So thank you so much. Keep it coming. And uh, I appreciate everything that you guys do for me. So I also appreciate you preparing yourself for a plethora of hot takes and potentially unpopular opinions. I am Gabriel Fast. I will always be the wannabe critic. Oh.